Hello and uh, welcome to our Employee Ownership Podcast. My name is Stuart, Stuart Mullins. I'm a corporate partner at Clark's Legal and uh, I'm joined today by Holly Bedford of K3 Tax Advisory. Hi Holly. Hi everyone. Uh, Adrian Howells of Quantumit. Hi Adrian. Hi there. Uh, Stephen Munt of Shawbrook Bank. Hi Steve. Hi Stuart. And uh, Jeremy Gadd of J Gadd Associates. Hi. Hi. Hi, Jeremy, and, and welcome. This podcast is a prelude to the Employee Ownership Trust Roadshow that we're all hosting at uh, Thames Tower uh, in conjunction with K3 Tax Advisory, Quadzilla, Shortbrook Bank, and JGAD Associates on the 17th of May, where we will provide an interactive workshop on all aspects of transitioning to employee ownership, particularly focusing on legal process, evaluation, funding, tax and transition management. So if you are uh, considering employee ownership as, a, as an exit or transition for your business, um, please do come along and join us where we hope to answer all questions that you that you may have. As a, as a, as a, as a taster for that workshop, I'm going to pose a couple of questions today to our, our panel and uh, hope to give you a a flavour really of the core questions and considerations that um, are often raised when people are considering employee ownership is a is a is a route to exit. Um, Adrian, hi. Um, what would you say is the most common question asked by a potential uh, seller or seller group when considering employee ownership trust as a possible exit for their uh, business? Thank you, Stuart, and hi, everyone. Um, yeah, great question. There's a lot of unknowns around employee ownership trusts, and I guess that's partly why we want to run our seminar with you guys in the next few weeks. Um, but there are some key questions, I guess, that, that come at the top as people try to understand how an employee ownership trust transaction might work and what the structure might look like. For me, I think the most common question or misunderstanding that we sometimes see is around valuations um, and sort of particularly value out to owners as part of the transaction. There, there's some, uh, quite a lot of chat, I think, out to the marketplace around, you know, a transaction under EOT is the value similar uh, to, let's say, a private equity exit or a trade exit uh, or not? Or is there some sort of discount required because it's an because it's an employee ownership trust? That's something we, we, we tackle a lot and you know, we'll answer that, I think, in more detail during our seminar, but it's safe to say, you know, part of the service we, we, we bring to the employee ownership trust process is to sort of independently value the business and ensure that the valuation does stack up for all, for all involved. Um, and and the, the key piece around valuation, you know, for the vendors on day one, how much cash are they going to get out, is obviously linked to, um, it's, it's difficult to structure an employee ownership trust to get all of the value out or even a, a very significant proportion of the value out on day one just because of the nature of, of, of how the funding works and so there's lots of questions often around you know how much value am i going to have to leave behind as part of um this transaction and that that can concern a lot of um potential sellers and so you know we we, we work with sellers and we'll, we'll work through on the workshops on the day you know how we can structure something up that that you know looks sensible to a to a seller um, and allows enough value off on day one that's meaningful, 
but leaves a safe structure behind that means that any value left behind uh, can be can be paid down sort of reliably. So yeah, I'd say that's the most common question we get to do. Thank you, Adrian. That's 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 very helpful. Holly, I think it's fair to say that the tax rules are very complicated um, around employee ownership. And I suppose for you, what 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 do you think is the is is the best way to prepare for the necessary tax clearance if you uh, are a seller considering um, employee ownership as a as a as an exit strategy? Yeah, thanks, Stuart, and hi everyone. Um, so what Stuart's referring to there is you can write to the revenue um, before you go forward with the sales of the EOT and explain to the revenue why you're doing it, give some details about your company, give some details about the deal that's been agreed with the EOT trust, like how much cash, what the deferred terms are, and particularly important, which might not necessarily fit into a normal HMRC clearance application is his narrative around who's going to control the boards of both the company and the EOT trustee going forward. Um, so writing the clearance is, is, is almost like just factual, but it's important to give the, the revenue that information, particularly around the board composition, for them to understand that this is a genuine change of control and you're doing it for the right reasons. Because although it's the tax treatment sounds quite simple. It's tax free. Um, there's actually other anti-avoidance legislation that can still bite on an EOG transaction and make a tax charge arise. So this letter to the revenues to get them to agree that none of that anti-avoidance legislation applies to the trust. Does that help? That's very helpful, Holly. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, um, Stephen, um, are you? seeing uh, much appetite uh, in the marketplace for uh, sellers looking to come to organisations like Shawbrook for funding a, an exit through employee ownership, uh, particularly as employee ownership is growing increasingly in popularity. Hello everyone. Uh, in, in short, absolutely yes. Um, I think um, Shawbrook, primarily in the, the, the part of the bank that I operate in, uh, the corporate lending division is is really built around financing M&A. Uh, and, and we really consider the transition to, to EOs as another form of, of M&A, as it rightly should be. Um, we're very comfortable with, with the construct of EOs and, and, and obviously there are various considerations that go into it. Um, but we try and focus on several of the key considerations as a, as a, any responsible lender should do, which, which really are as simple as, you know, is the business operating in a, in a good underlying sector? Um, do they have a good management team? And then I guess subsequent to that, you know, are they going to be sufficiently, um, incentivized to, to remain within the business post post transition? And then, and then lastly, um, probably most importantly, is the business um, generating sufficient profits and and then cash flows to actually meet the obligations of the of the um, of the post trans transaction structure, whether that be um, on the vendor loan note or or any debt that's put into it. I think second to that, um, one other thing I'd add is transition to a, to EO isn't is never the end of the business's journey. Um, so actually, when you're thinking about lending or, or taking on lending as part of an, an EO, is 
what does that future relationship look like with your lending partner? And are they the sort of lender that will be able to continue to to um, extend funding to you to to meet your strategic goals, um, whether that be organic or inorganic? Um, because really, that's an important part of of, of any key decision that needs to be to be taken on. So, yes, absolutely. In, in short, we're seeing a, a a very significant increase in in uh, in businesses looking to approach us for EOTs, and, and we welcome it. We think it's a really strong thing for the economy, businesses, and and actually the employees involved in the businesses as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy, you and your organisation have been involved in many uh, transitions uh, into employee uh, ownership. And what would, you, what would you say is the uh, most important element to consider for uh, sellers in preparing um, for that cultural uh, tra transition? Thank you. That's a really great question. And I think the first thing that we all say to clients is to recognize just what a big deal this is. I think both personally for yourself, possibly your family, and certainly the business, this is likely to be one of the biggest transactions your organization will go through. Uh, and to give yourself the time to understand the impact this will have on all those stakeholders. So that's the first thing. I think then to give some consideration to what is it you're actually trying to achieve by becoming an employee-owned organization. There are many reasons why people do this. Some are motivated by the, the addition of tax-free benefit, not the main reason, but there is some advantage in that. Others because they want to see the legacy or those that they've worked with continue and continue the business's success uh, as you move on and retire or take on other interests. So really understanding what is it that you're trying to achieve by becoming employee-owned is very important. And then reflect on the role that you have within the business. What will happen when you, you, you're not around? Who will your successors be? What will your senior leadership or board now look like? And what do they require, not just in leading an EO business, but also in running a business? They'll no longer be turning to you for help and support. So do you have that capability and capacity within the organization? And then what will their teams need? What will the wider employees need to really participate fully in their business? Employee ownership is such a great opportunity to drive greater engagement, greater participation, and that reflects on better service, repeat business, more clients, selling more products, and that's successful for all everybody, all of the stakeholders, and everybody can benefit in that. So give some thought about what the impact is on you, on your senior leadership team and the employees, and then start to plan out what will they need in order to make this successful for them. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, and, and, and I really look forward to, to seeing and presenting with you on the 17th of May at Thames Tower to um, explore the, the various aspects um, in respect of employee ownership and uh, exiting through uh, employee ownership uh, trusts and talking to those business owners uh, along with you um, who are considering this as a, a viable route um, to exit in succession and 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 for for anyone listening uh, again if you'd like to uh, learn more about employee ownership if you have any questions I mean please uh, feel free to visit the events page of the Clark's Legal website which is clarkslegal.com 
uh, to register and we really look forward to seeing um, as many of you there as possible on the 17th of May. So thank, thank you everybody and thank you to those listening to our po- podcast today. <laughs>